six is in the books. Getting ready for week seven. We're recording this on Monday. L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and Westbrook. Uh, so we haven't seen Monday night. It's Green Bay, Detroit. Yeah. So if you're listening to this now, I hope the game was phenomenal. Um, but I'm looking forward to that game. Oh, it's going to be great. I just, you know, we're over here. We're talking about diapers and baby poop, and that's <laughs> how I felt this Sunday watching games. Yeah. Of all the Sundays, this was my worst one. This is my easily my worst one. There were some surprising things. I went 0-4 in my picks. Yeah, see that face you just made? Really? Fuck, fuck the Titans. Really? Mariota, get the hell out of here. You Rainbow felt, you felt good about the Titans, though? I thought I did. And then let me just say this, that at one point of the afternoon in the 1 o'clock games, my three teams that I had bet on were up 54-12. to 12. Yeah. Kansas City was up 17 to 3. Cleveland was up 20 to 6. Yep. Washington was up 17 to 3. Fitzpatrick as soon as I heard Fitzpatrick was in the game, over. I was like he's the best tanking quarterback of all time. He's going to get them right down there and then and like I'm watching with a kid and he was like, "Well, no, they're going to go to overtime." I said, "It's fuck they're tanking. They're yeah. going for two." Yeah. Didn't get it. Baker Mayfield, the Browns, like four turnovers. Odell, I don't care if he had over 100 yards. Blech. No good. And the, the referees in that game, Kansas City, the referees in that game. What about the, the Dallas game? You, you watched the Dallas game last yeah. night, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the last the last drive for the Cowboys. They were the Cowboys, trying to get the Cowboys to win. They were game. trying to get them to touchdown. Sure didn't feel like it, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh, passing the first. Whoop, pass, oh, offsides on the D. I mean, everything that you could possibly call. Warren Sharp put out this morning on the Kansas City interception in the end zone. It's an up and back game. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes sees Travis Kelsey get tackled and goes, I'm throwing the ball. I got a free play. They call a pass interference. But if you go onto Sharp's Twitter account, App Sharp Football, you see one point where the referee, while talking, puts his hand over his ear. They are clearly Mm -hmm. communicating with the refs on the field. No doubt. I watched a Jarvis Landry touchdown where the ball went over the plane, get called a non-touchdown. It, fuck it, man. It sucks. Like, I know it goes both ways here. Like, I know that there's a lot of teams that I've been on in the past where I've gotten it, but it still doesn't make it any better. And it's every game I'm watching. That end of the Cowboys-Jets game was so blatant. Crazy. But also, like, earlier in that game, they called a pick play on Witten, and it wasn't even close. No, no. I just I just don't know what they're looking at, and it's like an every week thing, Brian. We could complain about the refs every week. I think – as we get deeper and deeper, we'll we'll have more games of reference. Like, hey, you didn't call that in week three. You didn't call that last week. And so it will continue to get worse and worse as the season to. goes on. Uh, we are going to get a little bit later. I had a premonition. And I know who's <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl. Really? We're going to get into that. I have a good idea. Uh, we are going to get into the forgotten MVP race and everything that everyone's talking about now. And we are going to go through division by division and figure out who is the best team in every division? Mm-hmm. It really feels like uh, kind of the NBA, where it's a bunch of two-man teams out there. That's what every division feels like. But first, we need to start with the most important segment in NFL today, Dolphin Tank. Yes. This is my favorite, 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 favorite segment. Me too. Let's go, man. How many, did I buy anything last week? You always buy something. <laughs> Welcome back to the segment <laughs> that broke the, the Browns and today. then immediately fixed it. This is Dolphin Tank. First into the tank, an NFL team that's been left for dead. But Lefko thinks that with the right investment, they could win their division. I mean, they absolutely cannot. But what do I know? I'm just the voiceover guy. 
have a team for you today, Brian Westbrook, that has suffered some critical injuries, so they're going to get used to it and bounce back. They're just two games back in their division race. This team thus far has played the fourth toughest strength of schedule, so maybe the record isn't as bad as it looks. Mm -hmm. The team that leads their division currently has played the easiest schedule in the NFL. Maybe they're a little inflated. This team lost by a combined six points to the Niners and Seahawks, who are a combined 10 and 1, mm. I think. Hold on. Well, <laughs> who are a combined 10 and 1. There you go. Will you buy into this disgraced former legendary team? So basically, the team has a losing record right now, but they played a tough schedule. Very tough. Fourth toughest in the NFL. And I think that plays a big part into it. The hard part is you got to look at the injuries. Over that tough schedule, the injuries and how those injuries have impacted this team. Yes. Have they lost some of their best players yes. during this stretch? Yes. Are they coming back? Um, no. No. In that case, I'm not buying them. You're not buying them. No. What do team you, was Do you want to guess what team it was? No. Yeah, you know you have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to guess. Um, the you're like you're like Tom from Succession. Who is it? Who is it? it is the Steelers. The Steelers. Yes. So here's the deal. They lost. When you look at their losses, they lost at San Francisco mm-hmm. by four. Now, granted, they had the Niners had five turnovers and still won by four. They lost at home to the Seahawks by two. Yeah. And if you remember, it was an incredible Russell Wilson performance late. They obviously lost to the Patriots, another top team. And their loss to the Baltimore Ravens, they lost in overtime. And they went down to their third string quarterback in that game. They're going into a bye. They're coming off a very impressive win over the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh I just, as someone that's been, you know, saying Ravens, 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 there is a chance. I don't think it's the Browns. I definitely don't think it's the Bengals that if the Steelers with that defense, if it could come alive, it could get really interesting. That defense has looked better. James Conner looked much better last night. So are you more interested now that you know that it was no, the Steelers? I, I think the Steelers will end up being the second best team in their division. I think they'll end up beating out Cleveland okay. for being the second best team in that division. But you don't see them getting ahead of Baltimore. No. Okay. No, no, you can't. I mean, you're going to your third quarterback, second quarterback coming in, and that defense has to be good for a long time. Mm-hmm. And consistency, at some point, defenses are going to say, listen, we're just going to stop James Conner and make this young quarterback win the game. Right. And that's going to be a problem. We forget that Devin Bush returned a fumble for the yeah, touchdown that, last night. And you go, oh, wow, they had 24. No, they actually had 17. Yeah. But it will be interesting to watch because that defense. Now, Stefan Tuitt did get hurt last night or on Sunday night, so we will see. Uh, let's go back to the Dolphin tank. Yeah. Try and sell you. You know, I, I was, before we go on, uh, the Steelers, it's impressive. They're combining a couple of running backs. Now, that's going to help them Benny a lot. Benny Snell. Benny Snell, which I, I didn't know he was even still playing. But, yeah, I'm glad that he's he's playing well, young guy. I, I just think that having that running game is going to help him a lot. Yeah, and Jalen Samuels didn't play on Sunday night, so no. we'll see when he gets healthy. Back to the tank. Next into the tank, Lefko's got an outside-the-box choice for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's been a beast on one of the top teams, and yet you still won't pick him up in fantasy. Hashtag hater. Oh, <laughs> hater. <laughs> that really cut deep. That, that hurts me. This is a player that some people thought could have been a first-round pick and slipped to the second round. Mm-hmm. His team entered the season with Super Bowl dreams, and they now stand at 5-1. and one. His position was a monster question mark, and he has filled in perfectly. Who do you think it is? 
And are you buying? So he's a five and one team. Five and one team. to the second round. Second round. His position was a monster question mark. He's filled in perfectly, mm-hmm. and the team is now five and one. He's my early pick for offensive rookie of the year that I don't think anyone's talking about. Do you buy it? And who do you think it is? Five and one team. So there's only a couple of them. Seattle's a five and one team, right? Yep. Um, Raiders is not. Uh, okay. Um, if he's filled in well, yep. The team needed him. Yep. Is, is he on Seattle? I don't know. Are you buying? I'll tell you after. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's a position of need and he's filled in well, yeah, I'm buying him. So, okay. Great, great. So, who do you think it is? My first guess is is Metcalf. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to think. It's not. What is it? Yes. It is Saints center Eric McCoy. What? Don't say. Who talks about offensive line? Nobody cares about the offensive line. Here on the Left Coast Show, we're here to teach. Teach Before Sunday – in 207 pass-blocking snaps, he has allowed four hurries. He has not allowed a sack. He has not allowed a hit. I went back and I watched the Jacksonville game. Mm-hmm. Eric McCoy played nearly darn perfect. And as they've lost Drew Brees and they've had to win 4-0 with Teddy Bridgewater, Impressive. the only issue that I had for the Saints was that their longtime starting center, the one that they traded Jimmy Graham for, Max Unger, was leading. Leaving, and I went, I could see this whole system falling apart if this rookie out of Texas A&M doesn't pick it up. And he did. And no one is going to talk about him. And we're going to talk about the Terry McLaurins. And we're going to talk about the DK Metcalfs. And we're going to talk about all these Al- uh, Madison, these young ballers. Mm-hmm. But the most important position to that team in terms of getting that offense to flow with Drew Brees, it's got to be this guy. And no one's talking about it. And I know it's out of the radar, but I think if anyone's going to talk about it, it's the left coach. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I do appreciate part. offensive line play. And, and I've been brought up under the thought process. You win football games in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. So when you have a young guy, I mean, just imagine the, the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. He's pointing out who's the Mike linebacker, yep. who, who we're sliding the line to, who makes sure that we're double teaming this guy up to that, to that yep. guy. It's just hard. And defensive coordinators are very, very good to understand the weaknesses of your team. And so they're saying, okay, well, you, you love to slide left, we're going to come from the right. Or you love to slide right, and you're man-to-man scheme, we're going to come from the left. And so to have a young guy, especially at the center position, yes. that has the ability to get the guys lined up, to protect your quarterback the right way, Especially when Drew Brees gets back, protecting him is the most important thing. And this team, of course, five and one. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. You're winning in the trenches. That's how you win football games. All right. So, I, I, I would have. I, I bought him. I would have. I buy that. You did. That. You did. I, I he'll he'll never win. He'll never win, oh. and that's okay. He'll never win Offensive Player of the Year. I will. I will year. know that the analytics community has really come full circle when we have somebody like Quentin Nelson last year. Yeah where we can look at things like hurries and sacks allowed and also like some PFF grades and actually value a tackle, a guard, or a center as highly as we do a running back. Because well, why, like, are you, why are you trying to bring up the running back? Don't bring up the running back. The running back needs to be receiver. valued on a whole well, different level. Like here, Here's something that I don't think people think about. We, we're talking about how the Cowboys lost to the Jets. How do you lose to the Jets? Mm-hmm. I have a firm belief that we, we miss a little bit of the narrative of the 4 o'clock games because what happens is, is while the 1 o'clock games are wrapping up and everything's so exciting, the injuries come out right. and the inactives come out for the 4 o'clock games and no one looks. That's right. And so I bet if you talk to a random fan, did you know that the Cowboys were missing both starting offensive tackles last year? 
I mean, last, last night, last, yeah. last game. I, I, well, I and and so that, for yeah. me, it's like, wow, they didn't have Lyle Collins or Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. and both of them were questionable on Friday. Yep. And so I, I value offensive linemen more than I value wide receivers. Like, Golden Tate can still give you 100 yards receiving, That's even right. if Sterling Shepard's not there. Yeah. But if you're missing your left tackle, like, we Can't saw play. what happened to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, Jameis Winston was under attack because they were missing two offensive linemen against the Panthers. Well, look at I me. Mean, you can even go back to looking at teams like the Browns. They got a bunch of studs on the outside. I mean, they got Landry, yep. Odell Beckham Jr., and, and both of them can go. Yes. Chubb can go, and he's had a, a couple good games in a row. But if you can't protect your quarterback and you want to no. throw the football, look at the Rams. You're going to be in trouble. Jared same Goff, thing. Jared Goff had less than thing. 80 yards passing yesterday. Right. And I'm telling you what, it's only going to get worse. That's right. Same because their thing. left guard is now hurt. Joseph Note, boom, saw him on a cart. Mm-hmm. They were already down the right guard in their center. Yeah. So you're telling me an offense that's built around play action and running up the middle is now not going to be able to do that? Like, we're going to be in a weird time with the Rams right now. Well, the Rams are sinking very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. But I have to tell you the big news of the day. So I'm going to go on a little bit of rant. All right, go ahead. Okay. Let's, let's go. I have now for weeks, and you have heard me, so I need you to vouch for me. I have said that the Saints are going to win the Super or going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. I believe their defense, the line with Cam Jordan, the secondary with Marshawn Lattimore is playing great. Teddy has kept them in the realm of home field advantage. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that this time off for Breeze will be insanely beneficial for the playoffs, giving his arm a break. But something happened yesterday that I think people are laughing about and they're glossing over. And I don't think they need to take it this lightly. I think they need to realize the Saints are destined to win the Super Bowl. Yesterday, Pope Francis tweeted out hashtag Saints. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the team's Florida Lee logo popped up with it. It said, quote, today we give thanks to the Lord for our new hashtag Saints. <laughs> they walked by faith and now we invoke their intercession. The Saints beat the Jaguars 13 to 6, yeah. just like you did. We laugh. Social media is hilarious. Ha ha ha. Twitter. Mm-hmm. But that phrase They walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession. That's about asking saints and angels to pray for us. Okay? Okay. In the book of Revelations, I went deep on this, Brian Westbrook. You're very deep. It says, and the smoke of the incense of the prayers of the saints ascended up before God from the hand of the angel. This is in reference to invoking intercessions. The hand of an angel. The hand. Brian Westbrook, which hand is seen as the special place of honor in religion? Right. Exactly. The right hand of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is healing what right now? Wow. His right hand, right thumb. They went through the Minnesota miracle. Mm -hmm. Their prayers were answered, not New Orleans. They went through the Rams uh, pass interference no call. Their prayers were answered, not New Orleans. It is all building to this moment. The Saints are destined to win the Super Bowl on the blessed right hand and the prayers of the saints and the angel that is Drew Brees. Westbrook, their la- their backup quarterback's last name is freaking Bridgewater. Okay? What, what, there what is a passage in the book of Matthew about the bridge over troubled waters, what they are going through right now. 
Right. This is not about X's and O's. Mm-hmm. This is not about Jimmy's and Joe's. Right. This is about oh. It's bigger than that. Oh, the Saints are destined to win the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you right now. I like the Saints. Take a lot. whatever future bets you want. The Angels are in the outfield. They're in the uniform. They're in the Superdome. Saints are winning it all. I like the Saints an awful lot. I'll tell you this. I felt this yesterday, and I don't have Bible verses, and the Pope didn't mention these guys, but there's something about old, reliable Russell Wilson mm-hmm. that I just love. I love a guy that I can say, he reminds me of my, my, my Ford F-350. I got a Benz. Yeah, I got an old school drop top. Uh, Caprice. Humble Briggs. But that 350, Runs. that old reliable thing, when it's snowing outside, I throw it in four-wheel drive. When it's hot, I got an air conditioning in there. If I need to carry some old pallets and hay and, and all different types of stuff for the horses, I put it in the back of that F-350. Old reliable Russ, that's the guy you got to depend on. That's the guy that you know. At the end of the day, he can run it. He can play action you to death. If, if it's a pass that needs to be made, some of the best deep balls that we've seen over the last t- 10 years, reliable Russ. Seattle Seahawks, tough team to beat. Can I tell you why you picked the one team that I think can combat sainthood? It's because the Seahawks have gone in the last few years from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of Bloom. (laughs) They went from everything is about tenacity Mm -hmm. and anger and intimidation, and now it is about purity. Yes, Russell Wilson and Sierra, they did not consummate their marriage until it happened. Smart man. Tyler Lockett came out recently and admitted he's still a virgin. Really? I didn't, I didn't hear that now. Yes. Their other wide receiver, DK Metcalf, his last name literally breaks in, down into a chance encounter with a child. Metcalf, a young <laughs> I think I'm lying. Did you see the video? Like did you see the video of Pete Carroll <laughs> taking know. off his shirt? I did see that. Me? So in essence, for this new young player, yeah. he had to go skin to skin contact. Skin to skin. Like you would and with that's the baby. important with the newborn. That's right. They took Dwayne Brown and Jadavian Clowney and they freed them from the tyranny of the Texans. Mm-hmm. An, a, 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 a franchise that did not, that considered its players to be inmates running an asylum, not gave good. them a second life. Freed them. They have the Griffin brothers, yeah. one who is an inspiration to all mm-hmm. with his handicap and the way he's able to show that anyone can overcome. That's right. This is the one team that scares me about the Saints. It should. It should. Because they are pure. These? And they are clean. But then also, I'm very afraid of the Niners. I just haven't come out with that storyline well, yeah. yet. Coming on Wednesday. And I'll tell you what, the Seahawks? The Niners, though, what their storyline is, is I, I, the one thing I will say about the Seahawks, the fact that they are going to have to go through Richard Sherman is what makes the NFC West so much fun. The fact that Richard Sherman is undefeated on the Niners, and he is the last real representative. Earl Thomas, by everyone's accounts in terms of stats and analytics, has taken a step back right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. Cam Chancellor isn't playing anymore. All the other corners that were involved on that team no longer are relevant. Richard Sherman is. And the fact that he is on the Niners, and he is playing the underdog card, and Russell Wilson, and Tyler Lockett, and the Legion of Bloom are now going to be battling it out is so phenomenal. It's going to be great. Well, I'll I love this. It. I love the 49ers. I love what John Lynch has done. 
I mean, he's built a quality, quality defense. That, that That's where it all starts at. It starts on the defensive line. And, and, and when you watch those guys in the secondary, yes. they're nasty. I don't know any of their names. All they do is they're physical. Jimmy Ward they, played they hustle. Yeah, Ward. Yes. I mean, I, I know the guys' names. Yeah, but yeah. No, you, they, when you talk about some of the best guys in the country and in the, in the NFL. They're not in the top. You, you don't mention those guys. But they fly around. Their, their defensive coordinator is the, the hypest guy that I've ever seen before. Yes, but Robert Sala. One thing that I have to caution you about, the 49ers. Tampa Bay, eh, average. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati, below average. Pittsburgh, I think they're coming on, but week three, yeah, they're just average team. Cleveland, average at best. And then the Rams, average. So, yes. I mean, as far as tests go, Absolutely. they still are at that point where they haven't been tested. When they get into the meat of that NFC West schedule, yes. we'll, we'll see about this, the 49ers. And, and, and I'll say, I'm saying that with thinking that they'll be – Second best team in that division. I want to, before we give all the credit to John Lynch for building a team, because we do that a lot with GMs. What I give credit to John Lynch for is by apparently him and he listens to Kyle a lot he should. about the types of players he wants. Absolutely, he should. We look at Dan Quinn right now and we laugh. Right. The Atlanta Falcons are absolutely abysmal. And what's funny is, is we were giving Dan Quinn all this praise for in that 13 and three season when they ran, when they went all the way, led by Kyle Shanahan's offense the entire time. We gave Dan Quinn the credit because in the preseason, they did military workouts together and he got them as a team. But the reason that team was great, much like the Chiefs were so nasty last year was. When you have an offense that puts pressure on the defense, your secondary doesn't even really need to be that great, but you need to have really good pass rushers. That Falcons team was able to employ Vic Beasley and a few other guys that are no longer on the team to get after the quarterback. This Niners team, it's really their detriment became their strength. Oh, you drafted Arik Armstead. Hasn't really worked out. Your running defense still sucks. Oh, you drafted DeForest Buckner. Hasn't worked out. You can't get after the quarterback. Oh, you drafted Solomon Thomas. You could have mm-hmm. had Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. or Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Oh, you draft Nick Bosa. You've drafted defensive linemen four years in a row. But now when I watch the games, everyone goes, they got four first-rounders on the offensive line. You talk shit about them for four years, and now we're going, wow, this is an incredible assortment of talent. Right. Yeah. Because they, they, they realize we can load up now. We only have to bring four. They go and they get Quan Alexander from the Bucks, so they have speed at linebacker. And they have smart defensive backs that are all safety hybrids. Richard Sherman's a safety hybrid. Jimmy Ward's a safety hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like a killer Weatherspoon still hurt all right now. All physical and will come up and tackle you. And, Ball Hawks. And, I, and I think also George Kittle had a great quote after the game yesterday, after they held the Rams to seven points and Jared Goff to under 90 yards passing. It kind of makes sense why Jimmy Garoppolo threw five interceptions in that one practice. When everybody killed him this offseason, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not great. He threw five interceptions in a practice. If we knew he was going up against this defense, mm-hmm. we go, damn, the Niners are a really good defense. But instead, let's jump on how average Jimmy has played. The one thing I'd say is that's my one pump up for the Niners is all those things are very true. But I don't think we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo at like 80% no. capacity. He still hasn't. He still hasn't. No, he's still, his, throwing, his, he's still his, making no. some bad throws. No. And, and, and I think George Kittle's the best tight end in the NFL. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident about it at this point. He's played the best in the NFL. He just, he hits a gear where I think people don't want to hit him. And that's so rare to, to be that much more physical than ever. He's a psychopath. It's, it's amazing to see the way that Kyle has 
schemed up certain things oh. with the run game, with, with keeping a defense off balance. Been, and, you know, so many people want to make the NFL complicated. At some point, it comes down to this. Building in the trenches, we talked about the defensive line, obviously the offensive line we're going to talk about. But if you can run the ball when they think you're passing, you're going to be successful. If you can pass the ball yes. when they think you're running, yes. You can be successful. If you have the defense percent. guessing and thinking about what you have you going sound on, like Warren Sharp you right can now. be very this, – this game is actually pretty simple. Yes. Now, how you do it and with the formations and the personnel, it, 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 it certainly can change up. But this game can be really, really simple. Kyle Shanahan has just done a great job. They run the dog on football. They average 180 yards on the ground every single game. And it never seems like they're forcing it. No. Another George Kittle quote. Apparently earlier this year, oh, against the Browns, Monday Night Football, apparently Kittle, they're up like 24 points, goes up to Kyle and goes, stop passing the ball. Yeah. We're taking their soul with the run. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that likes to run. And you want one more compliment for Kyle Shanahan? As I, as I made an excuse for the Cowboys earlier, Cowboys were down two offensive linemen. Wow, that sucks. The Rams were down their interior offensive linemen. Wow, that sucks. The Niners are down both tackles mm-hmm. and their fullback, and it wasn't an issue. Yep. There are two coaches in this league that you can take away their left and their right, and they'll headbutt you and knock you out. Mm-hmm. And that is Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan. Well, you can take away anybody from them, and they will figure out a way to beat you. You just named three key positions to a run game. And they're, Tackles and they're still able and a to run fullback. all over the Rams. Still the second best running team in the NFL. I mean, that's that speaks to your to, to, to your, your coaching, your philosophy. Yes. It also helps your defense a lot. Oh. You no, know, time of possession. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sit, just sit over there, chank, chill out. And, and we'll run the ball down the throat. And there is a thing. And I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought it up because there's a point in the game when you're beating somebody up, when I'm beating a man up, that he gives you a look that says, you know what, I don't want no more of that. Yeah. And that's the time where you say, we go back to the huddle and you say, just keep doing this. That's just how I felt about the Dolphins that. yesterday. Like, AP was running like, this is my return. That's right. And I'm telling you, by the third quarter, y'all go back and watch that. He just starts jumping into mm-hmm. people and they're moving out of the way. They don't want to play they that. Because he's a little bit... Well, sometimes you, you talk about it, about defensive guys making business decisions. Yes. Like, hey, hey, man, I, I just want to play next week. I'm here for my check. I want to make sure my check is there on yes. Monday. I don't want to be in the training room. I want to go out there and play some football, but I don't want to play a, a physical, nasty game. Yeah. I just want to play a game where I can jump on your back and tackle you down. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want you to run through me. The 49ers play a physical, nasty Very brand physical. of football, and they don't have big running backs. These guys are small, they're quick, they're shifty. Breeders getting in and out. I mean, they're made. I mean, what they're doing is amazing. I love what Kyle Shanahan has done, um, but you know, you don't, you don't want to give all the credit to John Lynch. But I love anytime. Sure. At first, I just love the fact that the the GM and the coach are one together saying, "Okay, these are the guys we and need." It hasn't and I'll always go been like that. They it have they not. had some tough times. Yeah, and- of course it has. I think it's really interesting, too, because if you think about it, the original plan for Kyle in San Francisco was to get Kirk Cousins. That was the plan. I'm glad he didn't do that. I'm glad. I'm just glad he didn't. Kirk Cousins is so interesting. Kirk Cousins is a um, – obviously he had a great game against the Eagles yesterday. Yeah. Throw the ball deep. I mean, there's a lot of different things, and I, and I, I like this Viking team probably a lot more than I don't want to spend a, too a much time with Kirk Cousins. So let's do the final Dolphin test. Yeah, let's do that. And Good. then we'll probably get to Good. him later. Let's get him. 
finally into the tent. There's a certain quarterback that Lefko believes is deserving of more love in the MVP race. It's elementary, my dear, how this young passer has been fighting like a tiger all year. Don't mess with him or the state he plays in. Who is Lefko talking about? Invest and find out. Sky's team is four and two. He has two dynamic wide receivers that are great, but occasionally have drops. He's thrown for the longest air yard completion in the NFL and has a quarterback rating third best in the NFL. Are you investing? So the team is four and two. Yeah. He have the longest air yard. I mean, the longest air yard completion. Am I investing in what? The quarterback? The quarterback to be more discussed in the MVP race. Longest yard quarterback. Uh, two really good receivers that occasionally really drop, receivers. and the third best QB quarterback rating in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Who do you think it is? Um, Lamar Jackson. Mm, it's Kirk Cousins. Boom! Yes. Like I, if you listened, I had Ingber. Ingber put in my my dear Watson uh-huh. and the Tigers. Uh-huh. I was like, I want him to think it's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was Kirk Cousins. Really? Yeah, you just bought some bullshit. Now you got to well, live with Kirk I'll, Cousins. I'll, I'll, you I'll, bought Kirk Cousins. Well, let me let me tell. Yes. I, I, let me. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> this is why I actually, and I don't love Kirk Cousins. Oh. This is why I actually like the Vikings. Oh, I love their defense. Good spin mode. I love their defense. I love what they do defensively. They're nasty. They're big. They're tenacious up front. They got some linebackers that can move around and run, Barr and Kendricks. In the secondary, they're physical and nasty, right? So I like their defense. Offensively, they run the football. So if if, if you want to – they're one of the few teams, and I think San Francisco does it too. They employ two tight ends and a fullback. Yes. And there's, there's not a lot of teams in the league no. that even have a fullback on the roster. They put a fullback back there in the tight end, and they say, okay, you play base defense, three linebackers and four defensive linemen. And now that means your safeties and your cornerbacks are all by themselves. It's three, three guys in the back. That's it. And so you bring the safety down to try to stop the run game with the tight end and the fullback. Yes. And now you got one-on-one on the outside. This is why I think – this team has the makings mm. of being a really good offensive team. I mean, you already see the run game. If Kirk Cousins can kind of play halfway decent right. with those receivers on the outside, this is a very good football team, if he can do that. My counter will be this. You look at – everyone's talking about how great Kirk Cousins is at home. I got asked on the radio today in Toronto uh, if they were to somehow get a home playoff game, would Kurt kill it because he's done so well. I said mm-hmm. the only thing I would say is we know very well the Eagles' pass defense – Fucking sucks. Yes. And so to hang up 38 on them, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks dice them out this year. No doubt about it. The other team where Kirk played really well against Atlanta, mm-hmm. who I believe has suck. the worst pass they defense stink. in the NFL. So, and and the, he did do really well against the Oakland Raiders, but a lot of that was Dalvin Cook. My only thing will be is I think you look at who they've lost to, and those are the teams that can beat them. Green Bay and Chicago, two teams with very good defensive lines mm-hmm. that don't need to add extra guys to the box because that's my issue with Minnesota is if you have a really good front four yeah. like the Niners do, really good contender, Packers and, and Bears in their own division, the Lions have a really good front four, then I can put two on digs. Because like you just said, if you're going two tight end, one running back, you only got one guy out there. And so if I can double digs and the only dude I'm worried about is Irv Smith, I got you right where I need you. The question is, is can they stop Dalvin with the front four? Two teams have done it. Both have a good front four. Next up at Detroit. 
It's going to be a fucking tough game. It's going to be a tough game. Like, I'm already telling you, I'm probably leading the lines. I think, do I think the Packers aren't necessarily built. Are Say built, it again, sorry. I don't think the Packers are built to handle this type of run game. And I know they I know they beat them. I understand yeah, yeah. that. But I just think that physically. In Minnesota, you're saying? Yeah. I, I just think physically wise that they won't be able to stand up to it consistently. And I, and I think the I think the Vikings win the next time they play the Packers. Mm. It will be interesting. But that's that's been my note about the Vikings is they're very matchup dependent and their home away splits that's are tough. very tough. Because mm-hmm. like their one road game right now is the Giants and it's 28 to 10, but that score is very misleading. That's right. Uh, Shermer, I think, got fined after the game for complaining about the officials. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but the Giants had a number of trips to the red zone where they just didn't cash in. But, you know, this the next road trip for the, for the Vikings at the Lions, I think, will be very tough home against Washington. We should see them bounce back right away and have up. another yeah. big day. Yeah, but the then day. it's at Kansas City. And that's like well, I'll I'll say this. They should be able to run all over Kansas. This should City. be a great opportunity to do almost the same thing that happened to Kansas City this this past weekend. Mm. Be able to run the ball down their throat, consume a bunch of the clock and then make them try to play catch up because they they have started slow in a bunch of games. So I I jokingly talked about Kirk Cousins in the MVP race. I do not believe he should be in the MVP should race. Not. I just wanted you to buy Kirk Cousins uh which no. is Mm-mm. you did. This is not a Well, no. I but I I like the way if Sorry, he could, if he could play you halfway are now defense. on this podcast. You're Kirk Cousins' biggest fan. You bought him. I don't have him anymore. Well, he looked. I sold he looked good yesterday. <laughs> You're only as good as your last game. He looked good yesterday. The four names that I'm hearing in the MVP, which mm-hmm. is very funny to me, because people really don't care about the MVP no. award. They just like the debate during the year, and then what happens? They're like, who cares about that? Right. Russell Wilson. Yes. Deshaun Watson has okay. now thrown himself he in there. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. Those are the four that I keep hearing. I keep hearing people say, and again, we don't know what happened on Monday Night Football. If Aaron Rodgers does big, hey, absolutely. I get it. I'm throwing Devin McCourty in there just because I think someone from this Patriots defense needs to be representative, especially the last two weeks. The last three weeks, Bills, Washington, and Giants. The offense has been slow and, and to a crawl at points for the Patriots, and this defense has been the offense, block punts, interceptions, fumble recoveries. But is there anyone I'm missing or of the of the ones I mentioned, is there one you feel strongest about? You already went on your Russ rant. Well, I, I, I love Russell and Wilson. I think, I think but mine I, would be Russ too. But right? I, I think Deshaun Watson is doing some, some interesting things, and he has some good talent on the outside as well. And so he has the ability to throw the ball. He has the ability to run around. And I, I think as we see this thing evolve, the yeah. league, these this next year or two, we'll see quarterbacks being able to run the ball. We're not going to be getting back to the, the pocket passer days yes. where you're saying, hey, this guy is 6'5", he's going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. The defense is just too athletic now. It, it, it takes your offense back in the other direction. I love Deshaun Watson. Watson. He has the ability to throw every pass in the book. Every he can get outside of the pocket, scramble to make some moves out yes. there, run the football almost as good as Lamar Jackson. Yep. But this team has to consistently I don't know. win. I'm not going to yeah, give him that. Man, okay. Lamar said, just ran for 100. Almost. I said almost as good. Almost yeah. as good. I mean, he can run. He's he, almost he's, as good as Kyler. He's, he's a good athlete. Ooh, let me just tell you right now. If you don't buy fucking stock in Kyler Murray. Well. I'll tell you this, Kyler Murray. Back to Deshaun Watson in a second. Kyler, I just love Kyler. So. Kyler and Lamar. They, I feel, I feel like, and it's weird because I don't think he you had know a, I love Lamar. Yeah, I don't even want Lamar in the same conversation because I believe that Kyler is the next Russell Wilson. That's how strong I believe in Kyler. Kyler's really, really good. I don't think he's as big uh, and, and can handle the hits right now. He no. needs to put a lot more weight. But I'm just telling you, when I watch Kyler, it is magnificent. 
Arm Magnificent. Talent. Wait, well, he has great arm talent. Accuracy. When you watch him. Arm talent. That's fine. That's Gets outside of the pocket. Balls accurate. Good arm. When he needs to run, he can, it's incredible. He can move. See, I didn't realize he was the that fast. The worst wide receivers of all of the people that we're mentioning. The worst offensive line of all the people that we're mentioning. Yeah. The coach with the least amount of seasoning. Mm-hmm. And every time I turn him on, he's the reason they're in the game. Yeah. It's it's young Russell Wilson. Yeah. It's amazing. He he's he's electric. He gets that offense going. Um, his speed is a different oh, level. Decisive. Different. I mean, because he he he, moved, he made a move yesterday and ran the ball. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He I mean, he looked fast. Looks yeah. like a wide receiver type of fast. I I I don't want him taking any more any more hits. All right. So you're talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I like Deshaun Watson. I, I think he should be in the conversation, of course. And and he is. I um, think so too. Trying to think of who else. Mahomes is in the conversation. Mahomes, of course, is going to be in the conversation. Yeah. And then we've talked about McCaffrey before. McCaffrey has to be in the conversation. If 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 he could keep this up and get close to 2,600 yards, you have to put him in there. Especially if their team continues to win. Ingber had these notes. It is pretty crazy that McCaffrey had a down year in terms of fantasy, and he still scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Can you name the last three running backs to win MVP? Uh, when you hear them, you're going to go ah. Oh. Adrian Peterson won it one year. Um, Did did Jamal Lewis win the MVP? He did not. He did not. One of them is a Hall of Famer, and the other one... Marshall Falk? Nope. Marshall Falk never won the MVP. It wasn't the last three. Was it? You said the last three years. Yeah. The last three running backs win MVP. Oh, okay. Um, One of them is known by his initials. LT? Yes. Ladanian, okay. And then the other one had a year where he had so many touchdowns that it was disgusting. And he played for the same team that Russ is on now. Oh, Marshawn. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Remember he had like yeah, I remember that. Yeah, touchdowns yeah, they put him on the cover of Madden for that. Yeah, 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 I remember. Uh, other little notes. He Russell, did nothing after that either, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that happened. Well, Larry Johnson didn't do a lot after I would be year. concerned – if if I'm the uh, the the Panthers for I'm the not. same thing, I'm not. I absolutely would be that you burn this young kid out. Are you cre- are you kidding me? That is an interesting discussion. I mean, he is playing more a higher percentage of snaps than any running back. He's playing almost ever. all the snaps. Yes, you can't afford to take them off the field. You're almost in a situation, and this is how this is a credit to him, actually. Yeah. And, and, and if you're the coaching staff, you're saying, how do I take my best player off the field? When you watch the kid play, you have to think about. Well, if it's a passing play, we have to have our best receiver on the field. If it's a running play, we have to have our best runner on the field. And guess what? If we have to block, he steps up and blocks. We never want the kid off the field. The concern for me is that when you have a guy this talented, will you burn him out too early in the career? And running back's career are already shortened. Of course, he's trained. He's in shape. He looks bigger. Yes. I'm concerned that they wear him out. I know. You should, you are, should be too. But what do they do? Because he is the ultimate jackknife. He's the only reason that they're winning. He's one of of the bigger reasons that they're they're winning, too. He is the reason. Yeah. That and the D-line. Just some other notes. Uh, Mahomes, 14 touchdowns, one interception this year. The only interception was that awful call that they had where he definitely should have uh, gotten it from pass interference. A little note about Watson, second fastest to 7,500 yards behind only Kurt Warner, mm-hmm. which was like an historic pace when he did it. Uh, McCourtney, again, uh, McCourty, McCourty, four picks, five passes defended. Uh, the Patriots defense has scored five touchdowns, 35 points. Opposing offenses have only scored 27 points. That's fucking crazy. But they haven't played anybody either. Of course. But but Wilson, this is what's crazy. His passer rating is 124.7. 
That's 12.8 points higher than Mahomes. The difference between him and Mahomes is the same as between second and 10th place. He has opened the season with six straight games over 100 passer rating. Only two quarterbacks have ever opened with seven straight, Brady and Rodgers, and they both went on to win MVP those years. 14 touchdowns, most important stat. This is Russell Wilson's zero beer. Zero interceptions. Yeah. That's the most important stat. I mean, listen, we can we can talk about all the QBR and touchdowns, stuff like that. But if you don't turn the ball over, then you're going to win a bunch of games. Let, let me take it to another point. How many touchdowns did he have? 14. So 14 and nothing. This is not a Drew Brees type of passing offense. No, it's not. not this is all. not a get. This is not a McCaffrey offense. Mm-mm. This is this is this is Jaron Brown. Yeah. And DK Metcalf and the throws that are being made. He had a throw to Jaron Brown. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Yesterday, where he was getting destroyed and threw it off his back foot touchdown. Yeah. The touchdown last Thursday to Tyler Lockett, throwing it running left cross body lob to the only point where it could be caught. Six point three percent chance that that ball was going to be completed. Nice next gen stats like that? drop. That take was really the, good. Take it to the next level. It, it's not. It's not what we've seen where it's either you're really safe and you don't turn the ball over. No. He is, has all the risk on him, and yep. he's throwing crazy balls, and he still hasn't thrown a pick. Dropping dimes. I mean, it's, dimes. It's, it's, it's been amazing to watch. But it also shows you how much a professional he is because he was questioned early on, especially by some of his teammates, yes. how he's carried himself, how he's led this team. And I think a lot of people would say, going into the season, he didn't have a bunch of talent around him, but he's developing talent. He's making guys look better. He is, an, he is literally, when they talk about it a lot now, he's an elevator. He's making guys around him better. For years on this podcast, we talked about how Russell Wilson's the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He has the most on his back. But the problem was with all those defensive stars, he never got the credit because it was always Richard Sherman's team. Yeah, he was overshadowed. This year, the Seahawks have allowed 20, 26, 33, 29, and 28, not including the Arizona game. And they won four of those five games. Putting a point. It is not the defense. And, and, That's but, what their defense allowed. They put up more, obviously, because they won. But it's he's had to do it, and he's done it. It's been incredible. Well, this is why I like the Seahawks, because the, the teams, you just mentioned it, the teams are scoring a bunch of points on them, but they, they're winning these close games. Yes. They got to come back in the fourth quarter and score a touchdown. They need a field goal. When you think about it, they beat they're Cincinnati four, by four, win. They're 4-1 and one right now in one score game. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, none of these teams – They've beat the only team that they've beat by more than seven points is Arizona. All the other teams, all the other games are one point, two point, six points. It's also a little scary. It's it is scary, but it also shows you that we are resilient. We're working hard. We know how to work together, and we know how to win the close games. So when you get to the playoffs and you're down by one, and you need to go have a game winning score, reliable Russ. He is reliable, Russ. Man, when I F three fifty, when I go to work, I need two things. Doggone. I need my F three fifty. I need three things: my F three fifty, a cup of coffee, and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Absolutely. When I go to work, there's nothing more reliable than a Russ. Than a Russ. Hey, trying to tell you, he's the man, Mr. Wilson. All right, let's break down every t- every division and figure out. Who is the best team in every division? I think a lot of times it comes down to two teams and a quick little discussion. Some we can move on quickly. Some I want to sit in a little bit longer because I think we're going to disagree. And I'm making you a promise right now that if we agree, I am going to play devil's advocate. Okay. And I will will argue with you 
just to argue with you because it's going to be fun. Because you like to do that. That's your favorite pastime. It's literally what our job is. Yeah, let's do it. We're literally paid to argue about things that don't matter. That's right. Unless that's, you that's agree. right. I do that all the time at home with the kids. No, that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids, they, they don't seem to understand what I'm trying to get them. I'm not, I'm not delivering how, how my message. How old are they? Two. I wonder why. Six. <laughs> just, just, they're like, uh, no, I'm not listening to you. You're like, listen, rooks only go up and to the side. Well, this is what I tell my son. I say, come Which, here, come here. He'd be like, okay, okay. He's walking away the other way. He has no intention on listening to me at man. all. Side note, parenting is hard. I know. I'm trying to think of what I would do. I want to give you, I, I think that would be actually a fun segment if I gave you parenting advice yes. having never had kids. It would be funny, not yes. fun. It would okay. be funny. Yeah. First thing I would do is I would take a candy that you like, mm -hmm. like a sick Snicker, okay. like a Snickers. Yeah. And I would eat it. And then I would take the empty Raptor and I go, look what I got for you, little Bri Bri. A bribe. And then he would come over and I'd be like, psych, dreams aren't real. Now listen to me if you want to survive. Bribery is a real, a true parent's tactic. One right. of the best tactics you can ever use. Bribery. Okay. Bribery and fear. To, to just take that for Sounds you. Sounds like Bribery. great parenting. That's Bribery exactly, and fear. That's a good what way parenting to raise is all kids. about. There you go. I love it. All right. First division, AFC East. Patriots are 6-0. and Bills are 4-1. Who is the better team? Be honest. Don't no, even... no, no. I think I think the Patriots because of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, so but I can't I, make an argument. I, I will say that I think the Bills, they're up and coming. They're still not ready yet to overcome the Patriots. So I, I, that's that's an easy one. But uh, I, I don't feel strongly about the Patriots so, at all. So here's here's the argument that I that you that I want to make. I if I was going to say the Bills, I go well. The Patriots have played the third easiest schedule. Right. Of course. Guess what? The Bills have played the fourth easiest That's schedule. Right. So it's not like they apples haven't and played apples. as murders and murderers mm -hmm. row. The only thing I will say, and I know that rap sheet came out and said it's not a major injury. If Josh Gordon is hurt, I already have questions about this offense, and that would raise it to a very alarming level because I just don't who don't know who the wide receiver is that's going to win 50-50 balls is for you. They don't have one. And that's why they went out and probably just they re-signed Ben Watson. Mm -hmm. But I think Sony Michelle's a lot better than people say he is. I think Rex Burkhead and James White are great players that give like multiplicity to the offense. Um, I don't see the tight ends. I, Julian Edelman is still great, but if Josh Gordon is hurt and it's bigger than they think it is, I am a little worried. Here's the truth about the Patriots: they're they're on a different level coaching wise. They're not going to make a bunch of mistakes, but at some point. Attrition has to happen to every single team. I mean, you lose offensive I linemen. Think, I don't think it's that. Well, it, they have. They've but, lost well, their I center know, and I know, their tackles. But they haven't played anybody yet. That's the thing. They ah. haven't played anybody, and they've lost. What, what happens when they play somebody that can, that can take advantage of these missing things? Now let's play. Adam mentions a team on the Patriots schedule, and Westbrook says if it's scary or not. Next up, the Jets. Yes. <laughs> and the game is It is over. scary. Because I, I'll tell you this. Just having Sam Darnold Patriots back. coming off has, 10 days rest yeah. to face the Jets in New York. I'm Sam not, Darnold's healthy. Robbie Anderson's I'm ready to not roll. not prepared to say that the Jets will win. But it will be interesting. Because I think the Jets have a pretty decent defense. And I think that Sam Darnold is a live arm. He has a good wheels. And he'll make it interesting. He'll make the least the, the, the Patriots defense work just a little bit. I'm going to point your attention to when we're going to. Because if you look, it's at the Jets, it's home against Cleveland, and it's at Baltimore. In my opinion, all three of those teams have flaws that Belichick is going to be able to, to, to figure out and yeah, be fine. Yeah. But after the break is when it gets interesting. After the bye week, they play at the Eagles. Eagles also coming off a bye week, mm -hmm. going to be a desperate team. 
home against the Cowboys, yep. at the Texans, home against the Chiefs. That is the four game stretch where if it's if it's Patriots Super Bowl, it's four and zero, it's three and one. Yeah. If it's oh, this could get really interesting, it's two and two, one and three. I just so you know will never on this podcast or any form of media ever call that this is the end of the Patriots. The Patriots could lose the next three weeks heading into the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that I will still pick the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I am not doing it. I am not saying they're done until either Brady or Belichick retires. Until that happens, everybody is playing for second place. And I'm being sincere. I don't care if Mahomes, they somehow get Aaron Donald on their team. I don't care if Deshaun Watson grows a third arm Mm -hmm. and is allowed to throw two touchdowns at one time, and they both count. That would be special. Until the Patriots, until Brady or Belichick are removed, I will pick them to win every Super Bowl because that's what they fucking do. And I really, like, there is no team in the NFL right now, like, other than the Saints, because they're guided by the Lord that I think has a chance. I'll tell you this, and I might have agreed with you a couple weeks ago. I think the Patriots are flawed in a way. I think offensively, because of the I injuries, believe they're flawed too. And I, so the, the saving so grace, Jesus. saving <laughs> Jesus was not. I'm getting the, very the, religious. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was oh, perfect. I didn't know the one person that was. Ever I just perfect, had Yom Kippur. Yeah, all right. I got to atone for that later. Got to figure that out, man. I'll say it. Anyway, l- there's the thing. The offense yeah, is flawed. I mean, just look at the Bills game. They, their offense looked terrible. I understand. Looked terrible. I understand. What if it's what if there's a team that gets a a special teams kickoff return or something crazy a punt return? They're able to score in that in their defense. Defense. The Patriots defense is not involved with it. At some point, I just think that their offense is going to have to score 35 points. Not 35 points. Let's say 30 points. And I don't know that they're prepared to do that. I don't know that they can consistently run the football with that offensive line. I don't know that they can consistently protect Tom Brady with that offensive line. And who are the weapons that you go to on third and five? Didn't he win a Super Bowl with Rache Caldwell? Yes, he did. And David. That was long ago. Was that against you guys? It was long ago. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Just long ago. I know that. You could give no. He wasn't. I think they had Troy Brown and those guys anyway. I, I'm just saying, man, that Brady wasn't 42. Jacoby, then. Jacoby Meyer can look like an all star. Yeah. Uh, Gunner Olszewski mm-hmm. can after the game wear a wife beater yep. and throw in a lipper yep. and yep. talk about you know Bubba Gump shrimp mm-hmm. and they'll still win. There is nothing that can happen. They are going to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't care. I don't know that. I'll make that bet right now. You already owe me a dollar. I'll get, well, you already owe me a dollar. I do not. You literally owe me a dollar. You literally I owe, owe I owe, me Currently, I owe you a dollar, but we'll be even because this other we don't know Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. We he's, don't know. He's definitely not going to Detroit. No, he's not. But going if he doesn't Detroit. get traded, if he doesn't crazy. get traded, the trade is void. No, 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 the no, no. The trade no, no. was if no. he gets traded. No, that was no say if you didn't put that if on there. You said that he's going to Detroit. Is what you pull said. Pull up the YouTube, and I will have pull it for Wednesday. Pull it up. That's, you just make it up, make up your own bet whenever you want bet to. You, I will bet you one I need, monies. I need odds. Okay. I need, I'm going to give only five to one odds, a dollar. So if I win, you owe me five. If you win, I owe you a dollar. I am going to take the Patriots to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl on now, Monday, October Why would 14th, I give you five dollars? And you get every other team in the AFC. No, here's a question. Because you're Just, getting you're getting 15 teams. Well, you're, you're talking about the best team and defending champions. What are you talking about? So now they're, they're six the best and zero right now. I thought they're flawed. They're they're six and zero. So they're, they're yeah they're, they are flawed. Absolutely, they're flawed. And you you agree with that? Yeah, like I'm giving you. Do, odds. do you agree with that that they're flawed? What are the Vegas odds, Ingber? Well, I mean, you got to oh, think never about mind. It. The Patriots are two to three to go to the Super Bowl. 
All right, so they're they're a really big favorite. Vegas agrees with me, but you think they're flawed. They are flawed. All right, so I'll do one dollar. Patriots go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. You get every other team, and this is October fourteenth. Bet, and I want my money too. Well, you'll get it in February. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll if remember. They don't by make then. it. The Patriots are flawed. Can you admit that though? They of are, of course. Flawed. But can you also admit that picking any other team is dumb? No. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because it, it, on Sundays, when you get a quarterback like Lamar Any Jackson. Any given Thursday no, night, no, 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 Daniel not, Jones. Okay. What I'm saying is that when you see the development of Watson and, and, and Jackson and quarterbacks like that, it, you know, I just think that having a running quarterback that can get to the edge that changes, that changes the, 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 the dynamic of the defense. Yeah. It moves things around. And Bill Belichick, can he can plan for guys in the pocket. Sure. He can plan for things that go exactly right. You can't plan for these guys moving around. And he's going to have to face a couple guys in that conference, Mahomes included, that – Certainly can do that. Improvise. That can do all those special things that you can't plan for defensively. Well, he went 2-0 and against Mahomes last year. First um, time playing. You know, you got to figure it out. The thing is, is in all time. And they should have lost that game. In, in the all playoffs. time. I don't believe that we've ever seen a coach with more control over the outcome of a game than the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So I love Deshaun Watson. And I love Mahomes, and they can put up 35. But the Patriots are going to find a way to manufacture 36. I don't think they can. They have to have a, they've done all those things with Gronk. Oh, then they went to the running game. Well, the running game does not is not the same if you don't have Gronk on the edge blocking. It's a different game. Wow. Oh, then Gronk opens up things for Edelman. Oh, and every now and then Josh Gordon will go down and catch so a 60 Do you think the Patriots yarder. are overrated right now? I didn't say that they're overrated. I know. I was asking. No, no. This, this is what I think. I think that. They are a flawed football team. They're still very good. Don't get me wrong. They're still yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah. I just think they're flawed. Yeah. And I think that's going to be their undoing. Interesting. Offensive line. We talk, We just got finished talking about it. Sure. Went in the trenches. Yeah. Tom Brady's getting beat up a bunch. Sure. Isaiah Wynn's going to come back in a little bit. At I, some point. I am so happy Maybe. that I'm on Belichick's side. Why are you on their side? Because you're like Luke Skywalker. You're yeah. like, clearly, if the Federation bands together, we have a chance. Sound like that. And I have the Darth Lord on my side really? that can control everything. Yeah. He hasn't been controlling Why am things. I so confident in Bill Belichick? Well, no. Why are you so confident I'm in the Patriots right child now? Have you seen Belichick who they played? They played nobody. That's fine. What's your high school team name? Abington Friends. Yeah, they played Abington Friends. The kangaroos. They don't have a football team. <laughs> I invented. How did you go to a high school without football? I invented the flag football program with my buddy Dan Lapone there. Really? Yeah, we built it. it must because have been a really it didn't good exist. program. What like a, looked uh, like a really good program. I'm the Algie Crumpler of flag football, so <laughs> you better watch your fucking mouth. All right, AFC North. We'll go a little bit quicker here. I really thought that one was going to be quick. Who is the best team in the AFC North? The Ravens. Okay, clearly. So Steelers. You, are, I, you I, argue the Ravens, and I will argue the Steelers. I think the Steelers are the second best team. Well, yeah, I didn't ask that. I well, asked. I'll I'll tell you why I think the Ravens, but okay. I think they I think their defense okay. is is pretty good. They'll be, they'll get even better. I think the offense continues to be uh, run dominant. You can't. It's hard to control uh, the clock when you have a team that's going to run the ball as well as they do with Ingram as well as the quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson will continue to improve. I like Mark Andrews now that he's completely healthy, and I think at some point Brown is going to make some sense um, with the deep ball. So the argument that I would make if I was trying and the Ravens will win all the special teams awards. They'll win all special teams. That's definitely going to happen. That happens. I agree. 
if I had to make an argument for the Steelers, I would have picked the Ravens. But if I had to argue for the Steelers, Baltimore has faced the easiest schedule in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has faced the fourth toughest. Pittsburgh took Baltimore to overtime. And in that game, their starting quarterback got tragically concussed. Their third stringer came in with no preparation, and they still almost won the game. Mm-hmm. Had the ball in overtime to win. Pittsburgh's defense is much better than the Baltimore Ravens defense. They're fifth in sacks per pass attempt. We saw it against Phillip Rivers. They can get after the quarterback. And Baltimore's defense absolutely stinks. I just look at the Ravens right now, and I would pick them to be better because even the game they lost, Baltimore um, outgained the Steelers in yards. They committed more turnovers, and they had the ball for 14 more minutes than the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But I would pick Which the Ravens. Which is the reason why the, 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 the Ravens are better. But yes, but no, that, that's the re- no, that's the reason I – I believe the Ravens are better, yeah. but if I'm playing devil's advocate, that's how I would argue for this. Can the, can the Steelers win on the road? That's going to be the big question. Can they win on the road? Right now, they're one and two on the road. I, can yeah, because winning at the Chargers is not really a road no, game. No, that's not a road that game. Felt like yeah, a that, that was a home game for them. So can they go on the road in a, a hostile environment and win? That's the big question. That's the test of young quarterbacks. These second, third string quarterbacks, can you win on the road? I, I think what you said is really the test is we've now seen in their last two games the strategy is let's feature James Conner a lot, get on the ball in short areas, let, let's do some screens, we'll do some pulling guards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and occasional shots. Who is the bet? Who is the next team that is going to face this team that's going to go? We're going to double James wherever he goes. Beat me with Juju. Well, Juju had one catch last night. Yes, I mean, well, that's he's kinda, on my fantasy. That's kind of crazy. Right? But he had seven yards. Something I just nothing. That's not enough. I mean, I, I just think that when you have a one-dimensional team, it's going to be much easier to stop. I agree. Because especially with the backup quarterback, you're saying, "Hey, uh, we're just going to put eight men in the box, and if you beat us throwing over the top, that's what you just did." This Good one's going to be tricky. The AFC South. Mm. Who's the best team? Uh, I, I think the Texans are the best, but I something about the Colts I really, really like. Okay, so who's your official pick? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Colts. Wow. All right, make your I, 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 Again, I like the Texans. I'm, I'm still concerned about their ability to win the big game, protect the quarterback. But Brissett, there's something about Jacoby Brissett that I actually like. I think Marlon Mack, as the run game goes, they've done a much better job. Offensive line-wise, winning in the trenches, they, 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 you, you kind of check off that box there. And I like their defense. Mm. I think their defense has some dog to it. I think they get after it a little bit. And I think Jacoby Brissett is going to make the right throw. He's not going to be throwing the ball all over the place. He's not going to be uh, – he's not going to make a bunch of mistakes. He's going to make the right throw at the right time. And I think that that that's just as important as throwing the interception. I mean, it's throwing the touchdown, not throwing the interception, not throwing the, uh, the ball into triple coverage, but throwing the ball away. How about you just do that? And there are some times where I'm watching this Texans team where I'm like, you know what? They're going to get this kid, Deshaun Watson, killed back mm-hmm. there. The argument for the Texans, they're 4-2, so mm-hmm. they already have the better record. They do. I, I think that they have multiple guys on their team that are more talented than Anybody on the Colts. Absolutely. I believe that they might have the best trio in terms of quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver in mm-hmm. the league. It's it's close in terms of they're a caliber. Watson is a true MVP caliber player. No question. The Texans, many people go, oh, the Colts can run the ball, control time of possession. The Texans actually have a better time of possession than the Colts right now. They are top 10 in pass and rush, the Texans mm-hmm. are. The Colts are 27th in pass. What's very beautiful about this little battle is they play next week. Yes. And so we're going to see 
who Where's controls that game the flow? It is going to be in Indianapolis. In Indy. Okay, I believe. I'll take Indy on that. Let me. I'm going to double check. I, I mean, I, listen, I, I like the Texans. I mean, they you made all the good points, and I, I think you're absolutely right. They have a bunch of talent, especially outside. You're talking about speed? They got some guys that can run. Fuller can speed. He can run. And he dropped three touchdowns yesterday, three. By, by the way. Um, Hopkins is going to catch. Yeah, too. he's going to catch every ball yes. in his area. And Deshaun continues to make things. It keeps things alive. The one thing that really scares me, if you're going for the Texans, is – uh, starting tackle Titus Howard is going to miss a few weeks yep. with the MCL sprain. Got hurt. Watson is already one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the sport. Mm-hmm. And that is why if I really had to pick, I I would lean towards the Colts. Because while I believe that the Texans have the better quarterback, I believe the Colts have the better coach. And I believe they have the better uh, offensive line. Love Frank Wright. Now, and, I'll tell you and that. And I think that they're schemer. a better, they're a more, they're a more well-constructed football team. But... Um, well, Deshaun ha- Deshaun is a kind of guy that can just overcome anything. Bill O'Brien, that's a problem for the Texans. That's a big problem. I think Frank Wright schemes, outcoaches him, and runs circle around that's him. We're gonna at, find out at all times. Yeah, talent. The Texans have more talent. That's the biggest thing. AFC West. Who's the best team? I think the Chiefs are the best team. Okay. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I have big concerns about the Chiefs. Here's a big concern: if you can't run the football consistently, or it's not willing to. They can run it. They gave LaShawn McCoy, their leading rusher, eight carries yesterday. Huh? This is one of, the, one of my beliefs in sports is that when you have a dominant player, like Mahomes is dominant, you depend on him so much that you don't develop everything around him, right? And so Andy Reid understands what he has in his quarterback. It's so He's so good. He can win the game just with his arm and legs and throw behind the back pass, all those different things. But you neglect the run game. You forget about that. You forget about your defense that you got to play to just a little bit. You can't leave them on the field for 40 minutes. Now, I don't think Oakland is going to ever get good enough to beat them and overcome them in that AFC West. However, I think – Unfortunately, they're in a position where that defense is going to let them down a bunch. They can't stop the run. If you can't stop the run, you're going to have problems in the NFL. Oh, and guess what happens after you can't stop the run? Now you dedicate eight people to try to stop the run, and you get passed over the top of your head. And so they got some fundamental issues, especially if Mahomes is not special every single game. That's going to be a problem. For me, the two biggest issues for the Chiefs are – Mahomes is under more pressure than he's ever been because of the offensive line, and they can't stop the run. Yep. But the thing is, is for Chiefs fans, both of those things will be fixed soon. Their starting left tackle, Eric Fisher, has not played in a game all year. Nope. He'll be back soon. Their best defensive lineman, who I believe is playing better than Fletcher Cox right now, Chris Jones, did not play yesterday against too. the Texans. He's a beast. And this is another example of people looking at a game and going, the Chiefs can't stop anybody. And you go, okay, so Chris Jones missed the second half of their first loss and then all of their second loss. Mm-hmm. And he was a top five sack guy in the NFL at a defensive tackle position last year. So they will both be getting better. But if I had to make an argument for the Raiders... This is where I would go. Kansas City's run defense is indeed 30th. Yeah. Oakland's is top 10. Yeah. Kansas and Oakland City, can run the football too. And they're getting Gabe Jackson back, who I keep talking about is going to help the pounding. Kansas City is last in first downs allowed per game. Mm-hmm. And what's wild is they're actually good at third down defense, which means teams aren't even having to get to third down to beat the Chiefs. Kansas City is 30th in time of possession right now. 
They cannot stay on the field. You know what the Raiders are? Eighth. So the Raiders, in a weird way, because of how big their offensive line is, and as I said last week, how big their defensive line is, is going to be able to get after the quarterback without bringing blitzers and block Kansas City. They're much better in the red zone than the Chiefs. And if you had to be honest, I know Kansas City beat the Raiders 28-10. to 10. Right. They did not score a point in three quarters of that game. Mm-hmm. Zero, 28, zero, zero. That's my argument if I'm trying to say how the Raiders can be a better team than the Chiefs. It would have to be an app. They would have to turn into the Colts, which I don't see happening. But Derek Carr has been protecting the ball better than anybody. Gruden finally has his back in Josh Jacobs. Yes. And they have maybe a defense to contend with Kansas City, but I would still take the Chiefs. Well, yeah, I, I still would take the Chiefs, but when you talk, when you think about it, I any know. team that can control the clock. Yeah, they're top 10. And just eight. for some crazy reason, Mahomes throws an interception. Crazy. They lose. Period. That's it. It's just that simple. They have to be better defensively. They'll lose every game because of their defense if Mahomes is not special. My one note for Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator. I love Spags. I love him. Here's my thing. I never liked Gunther Cunningham. No. But one thing he did was he blitzed like a madman to try and get the ball back. Yeah. Now, sometimes it would lead to a long touchdown, but sometimes it would lead to a turnover. And what I saw out of Spagnolo on Sunday in quarters two, three, and four was I saw a, co- a quarterback coordinator go, let's make them drive the field. That's the opposite of what you want. I would rather the Chiefs allow a 40-yard touchdown and get the ball back to Mahomes than allow a nine-play drive that ends in a touchdown. Mm. Make make them hit the throw deep. Make them do that. Do not let teams control the ball against you. Well, that's that's what's been happening. Make them lob it up there, and maybe your cornerback gets a pick. Well, that's what's been happening. Yeah, they you got to stop. The, they give up the run. Bring game. pressure. Yeah, Bring well, it because you know what? And that's what Spags does. Maybe you stop the run by blitzing. He's a Jim Johnson disciple. He's yeah. a he's a he's I a pressure more. type of guy. I need more. Figure it out. Yeah, uh, NFC East. There's two, three, and three teams. You don't have to take one of those. Mm. You can take the two and four Giants. No. Only one game back. No, no, no. Shit, you can take the one and five Washington. Football they are, they team. all are right there. I mean, it's not. But who would you I, pick? I, wow. I'm gonna go Eagles here. Okay. That um, means I will be arguing for the Cowboys. What is your reasoning for the Eagles as the best team in the NFC? East? I don't know that. Um, I, I, here's the deal. I think Carson. Is playing good. At some point, you'll get Deshaun Jackson back. At some point, Alshon Jeffrey will be healthy. At some at some point, Zach Ertz is going to show up this season. And and you know they went through their deal where they, they the players on the team felt that they were passing the ball to Ertz too much, and Carson has kind of separated himself for that. Go back to throwing the ball to Ertz. And if he's the only guy open, just keep throwing the ball to him. Just keep doing that. I think the offensive line is relatively healthy. Obviously, Jason Peters missed missed a big part of the game yesterday. Um, that that's going to be a concern. Defense Defensively, losing Nigel Bradham is scary. Is it? Is that? Is that? Was, that's the scary part for you? Ooh. No, their secondary is scary. Oh yeah. However, Cravon LeBlanc is yeah, coming they'll, back. They'll get. <laughs> they'll get Ronald Darby back. They'll get Jalen Mills back. Get Prob- LeBlanc. Yeah, LeBlanc. He'll come back at some point. So they'll get a little bit healthier in the secondary. Maybe they they trade someone. I just think that Carson is probably the best quarterback in their uh, in their division. Defensively, they will play better. They got exposed a little bit against the Vikings. That's going to be a problem. The Dallas Cowboys have a big problem, though. And that's why I like the Eagles. They have a big problem. They can't protect the quarterback. They can't get their running game going because of that. And defensively, 
where they were good last year, the Dallas Cowboys, they're just not. They're not as they're not as solid defensively. If I had to argue for the Cowboys, you say if Deshaun Johnson Deshaun Jackson comes back, mm-hmm. what is he gonna play one game and then mix miss the next hopefully five a couple? Again? Hopefully a couple. Everyone's talking about how Dallas has played weak opponents. Mm-hmm. The opponents they've played thus far have collectively thirteen wins. Okay. The opponents the Eagles have played collectively thus far. 13 wins. Okay. So it's not like they've played that much more of a more difficult schedule. They're going to get some guys back. Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, that will make that offensive line back hold to where they were in their three-game winning streak, and it should give the Cowboys a better chance to get the offense flowing. And we saw with this defense last year, they can adjust to stop doing the same damn thing, Rod Mirinelli, every single game and actually adjust. Mm-hmm. Also, as I mentioned in the beginning of the year, A number of players that were prominent for them, Demarcus Lawrence, Byron Jones coming off off offseason surgeries, they could be better. But if I had to be honest, I would pick the Eagles. Yeah. Because the Cowboys have played the second easiest schedule in the NFC, and from week 7 to 16, so next week and on, they face the toughest schedule in the NFL. It's about to get wild for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I I also think that the Eagles have the better coach. I'll, I'm going to tell you this. I, I think the Eagles, I agree with you. They have the better coach. I think Jerry Jones messed up this entire team Ooh, for the Cowboys. I love this. And, and here's the reason why. Yeah, let's hear it. You, you had the big contract dispute between him and, and Zeke. Zeke. Obviously, week to week for, for Dak. And, and, and I went it's through gone something. away. It was really the first three weeks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, it's gone away because they're not talking about it anymore. But Dak, it, ain't, it hasn't gone away for him. I mean, just imagine confidence and, and 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 going out there, momentum, all those different things. You it, said you went through that. I went through. I went through a situation where I didn't get the contract. I held out during training camp. I didn't get the contract, and then it wasn't until the mid mid season that I uh, they actually paid me. And so at some point, were you discussing it the entire time, or was yeah, it? Yeah, they were. They were discussing did it every you know week. They were. Yeah, of course. I talked to my agent every day. Like, yo, what's the deal? So but you think Dax doing? You he's can't gotta be doing a. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's figured. He's finding out from his agent. Like, yo, what's the deal? What's going on? Are you going to pay me? Did I have a great game? Subconsciously or consciously, you're thinking about this every single game. Oh, I had a bad game. I'm probably going to get thirty. Oh, I had a good game. I need thirty-five now. I mean, th- you can't put your quarterback in this position. This is a mental position. This is a mental situation for your quarterback, the most important player on your team. And now you make them wait? That's crazy. You can't put your team in this situation. Because now you say, hey, uh, Zeke, we don't have you in camp because we didn't want to pay you. Now he doesn't look the same. He doesn't look the same. Offensive line doesn't look the same. They have no continuity offensively unless they play a bad team. That's going to be a problem. That's why you don't do that as, as an owner. And I know you want to play the game. We don't want to pay. We want to pay you low. You want high. I understand that. Yes. But at some point, that affects your team. And that's what's going on with the Cowboys. The, the team looks terrible right now. They're in an unwinnable situation, I think, with that contract. At the same point. They're going to have to pay the kid. They're going to have to pay him. And he hasn't played like he, he should get paid that. I believe that Dak is a very good quarterback. Uh, I don't believe he's great, but I believe he's very good. I think he's good. Again, I would take Dak over Jared Goff. Um if they're both under pressure, one of them is throwing a pick or getting sacked, the other can make a guy miss and then still throw the ball down mm-hmm, the field. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's as simple as that. I'm with you. Uh, one of them has Jason Garrett. The other one has Sean McVay. Like, I really don't need to break this down. That's true. So, I'm with you there. Like, come on. Um, but my other thing, though, is if somehow, like, I would make Dak a, my franchise quarterback. Would I pay him $35 million a year? No, I wouldn't. That's the going rate. But here's the deal. You got to pay the going rate. Here's the deal. If somehow 
they're able to get him for a little bit less because maybe this season doesn't go right. Maybe instead of going 10 and 6, the Cowboys go 8 and 8 and they miss the playoffs. Could it be possible that they're able to pay Dak a little bit less and they're able to pay Amari a little bit less yeah. and they're able to pay Byron Jones a little bit less? Of and then the fear of paying Dak and not getting able to keep the rest of these guys, they're able to keep all of them. In the long run, that's a better thing for the Cowboys. I just I don't know if Dak is going to go you you made this bet of of evaluating me week to week. He should. I still believe that I'm worth 35 million no matter what. Yeah. But because that's what the position demands. And and for him to say, "Hey, well uh, at the end of the season, I was a 10th best quarterback. I'll take 25 now or I'll take 30 now." That's crazy. That doesn't happen. No, no agent says that. Because what the agent will say is that, "Well, you know what? He was might have been the eighth best quarterback in the league this year, but last year he was the 15th best, and you still were willing to pay him. And next year he'll be the fourth best. Right. And so he he was not going to stay the same. He's going to continue to get better. If if I'm Dak, I'm no matter what, I'm not taking less. That's not an option for me. No. If you want me to take less, let me go. Yeah. And see how that goes. How does that work when you do that in negotiations? What have you done that before? I I I was in a negotiation with Joe Banner. I'm like, and, and Joe Banner, his his style was like, well. You're not Tiki Barber because you can't do this. You're not Marshall Falk because you can't do that. And you're not this, that, and the other because you can't. Here's the only things you're really good at. And so my agent, I told my agent, I'm like, listen, if he feels that way, then just tell him, let me go. And I'll go find work somewhere else. I, there's, other, there's value for me in yeah. other places. If you don't think that I'm valuable and I can't do all those things. And what happened after you did that? Then they paid me. Yeah, then they, they? they paid you because at some point you got to say, this is what I mean to this team. Yeah. I may not mean that same thing to the, the, the 49ers that want to run power football every yeah. single play. But for this team, you want a guy that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield, that's going to block for your quarterback, and the 10, 12 times he's going to run the ball a game, that he can do that. I fit that mold. The things when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Pay me my money. Pay me my money. And, and, and when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, first of all, you got to be able to establish, establish the run game. They haven't done that all season no. long. Because of the offensive line, because of Zeke coming back a little bit slower, they haven't established a run. So that play-action pass that you want to get to, you can't get to it because you don't have the run game to support that. There's some times where Dak hasn't been as accurate. There's other times when these receivers have just plain out dropped the football. Oh, yeah. As simple as that. That's not on Dak. You don't blame him for that. So, again, at the end of the day, Jerry's going to have to pay the going rate. Yes. That's the going rate. Uh, in terms of the best team in the NFC North, I don't think we can have this discussion on this Monday. We're going to see the Packers-Lions tonight. Mm-hmm. To me, that division is too close. Because I like unless you really believe that Minnesota is that much better than Green Bay no. before the game, I, I need to see the game. I can make the argument. I can make the argument sure. that the Vikings are the best. But I, I think you have, to, you have to wait and see the game. But you also got to say, when I think about defenses, I think the, the, the Vikings' defense is a step ahead of the, the, the Packers. Would you agree with that? A little bit more physical. I think the Packers have played teams, when they play physical teams, they I get believe, beat up a little bit. I believe the Vikings have a better D-line and linebacking core. I think yeah. the Packers have a better secondary. Okay. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, but I, I believe that the, the Vikings have a better defensive play caller. Um, but I also go, the Bears have better defense than all of them. That's true. 
But they don't like, have they don't have a close, uh, even a comparable right. offense. And that's maybe the maybe difference. they'll figure out something in the bye. I doubt it. But to me, the North, like that's the hardest division to pick right now, is the good, NFC North. Good division. Uh, NFC South. Um, I have already said that I believe the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the only other discussion there is the Panthers. Um, I think they're a very good team. I think they have their sights set on the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I can't really make an argument for the Panthers. The only th- question I'd like to ask you is, with Kyle Allen now going 4-0, and with rumors starting to come out that could the Panthers trade Cam Newton? Yeah. Are there any way, is there any way that this could happen? Are there any teams that you think it could be traded to? Can I float three teams to you to see what your opinions are? Float them. Okay. If there is truth to the Cam Newton trade rumors, I have three interesting teams. Are we talking about in-season trades or after the season? Whenever you want it. Okay. Doesn't matter. Let's go after the season. Bears would be very interesting. I think that would be a great trade. That incredible defense with Cam Newton on offense, with that sort of – Handoff, fake incredible, handoff offense. Incredible trade. Like it. Steelers. Mm. Ben's going to come back. Cam Newton is really just a younger, cooler Ben. No, no. You know, well, like well, is Cam going to play second string? Well, no, I mean, Ben's done. He's going to be tutored under Ben. Ben ain't coming back. Ben said, ben said he's coming back. Okay. And he's coming back. Can't wait to see that off off-season diet regimen that he wants he wants to. that money is what I what I heard him say but I when I when he when I hear him say no I'm coming back for these next two years on his contract that that says to me I want that money and then the one that I think I'm most excited about I, I'm even more excited than the Bears what if he went what if Cam Newton was traded to the team that he lost to in the Super Bowl the Denver Broncos so he goes to a Rick Scangarello, Kyle Shanahan offense mm-hmm. with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman yeah. with what's blossoming into a real number one in the NFL in Cortland Sutton. They've invested young draft picks in their offensive line and tight end Noah Fant. Mm-hmm. And their defense with Vic Fangio is always going to find a way to keep it low. He has a very good friend on the team in Von Miller. Yeah. And John Elway is obsessed with tall quarterbacks. I think I still like Chicago, I but know. I think that Denver would be very interesting right? because they, they want to run the football. Yes. They want to use their short game yes. with, with uh, uh, Lindsay out of the backfield. Yes. Now, obviously Royce Freeman pounding the ball down the throat and they want to play defense. Yeah. So I, I think in a situation where cam isn't always like the most accurate, yeah, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to throw the ball 30 times a game and win a game that way. I think that might work. Both I also kind Bears of think and Broncos kind of feel good for Cam to get out of Carolina is be a good thing. I, I think he's. This is what this is what I keep hearing from play, people that play with Cam is that Cam isn't a great leader. That concerns me a little bit, and he has to be the leader of that football team. I, I you know, Keekley on the defensive side of the ball, offensively, he's the guy. They, they say that Cam's not a great leader. Like he's he's sleeping in meetings. He got he's wearing a hoodie. He he just doesn't. To that point, I read an article about the Patriots on Sunday that David Andrews, who was the center that's now on the IR, has become another coach. He's at every practice. Mm-hmm. He's at every meeting. He's at every walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And he's become another coach. I have not heard that one time about Cam and Kyle. Yeah. I, I just – if I've missed it, that's my ignorance, and I apologize. I have not seen a single image of Cam on the sideline with Kyle. Yeah. 
looking over the playbook. Well, well, I have say, seen Cam release his own video saying, hey, when we lost, I was really hurt then, too. Right, right, right. Well, so, we, we have to I, give him look, a little credit Cam. by saying maybe he's doing it. We don't know about it. Maybe right. maybe he's behind the scenes doing it. And I, I, I just heard a lot of bad things about Cam. And, and I don't know the kid. And I don't know anything other than what I've been told from people that play with him. But I think that he probably needs a new start. And I think if you talk about Denver – or Chicago, both cold weather cities where you're going to have to play outside in the cold, where you have a big 6'5 quarterback running down your throat, that's going to be problems for a defense. The reason I think it's going to get really bad, I saw Steve Smith on TV get asked about it, and he skirted the question completely. Asked about what? Asked about what would you What's do with Cam Newton or Kyle? Yeah. He go, and he's, he pretty much was like, a lot of people down there talking. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And he played with Cam. Mm-hmm. Number two, Luke Keekley was asked before the game by one of the reporters, hey, you know, if, if, when, if Cam comes back, what do you do? And Luke Keekley gave this line, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. What? It was simple. What? Because if Cam was still the guy, Mm-hmm. The defensive captain alongside of him yeah. would go, me and Cam have been at this together for like eight years. He's the guy. I just looked up. I just typed in Cam Newton, Kyle Allen. And the first thing is from Ron Rivera about that. I'm not going to get into it right now. Why should you? This is going to get ugly because a large portion of NFL fans have always disliked Cam. From how he looks, there's a thing online right now where a picture of Christian McCaffrey was put up before the game, and there was an inordinate amount of white Panthers fans mm-hmm. that wrote, you look very professional, Christian McCaffrey. We all know what they're hinting at. You can get angry at me. I don't really care. Open up your eyes. At the same point, in the Super Bowl, when he didn't dive on that fumble, Ooh. Everybody came for his neck. It was pent up frustration. As they, as they should have. They should have done that. But that that really was like, we got a problem here. Yeah. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's people that just don't like Cam, but this is going to get very ugly. Well, very but ugly. To just imagine this. Just imagine what you're saying. Your eye, your eye test would tell you the truth that you have a team that went 0 and 2 with Cam, and you got a backup. Young kid that just went 4-0. And he's just he's throwing slants to DJ Moore, yeah. the occasional deep fade to Curtis Samuel. But the one thing the he's doing Christian McCaffrey. way better than Cam is that he's not improvising. He's running the offense as it was constructed. And a lot of backups that don't have the same type of ability. He'll never be the same athlete as Cam. He'll never be able to run people over, make people miss, do all those different things. However, he has to use his skill set that he has. This is what Kyle Allen does. One, two, three, ball out. One, two, three, four, five, ball out. The ball's supposed to be yeah. there. If the receiver's not at that point, then it's just an yeah. incompletion. To me, it's something that it was. we saw this with Aaron Rodgers a lot last year where because the offense sucked for so many years, the scheme, he'd have to hold on to the ball right. longer and he'd, he'd have to throw it away sometimes. And then last year, or even this year, especially this year, there have been times where we've seen him arguing with Matt LaFleur. And so I sympathize with these quarterbacks sometimes because when, like with Cam Newton, where they had shitty offensive lines mm-hmm. for a bunch of those years and he had to make the plays, turning that switch off and just running the plays, it's almost like you have PTSD. It's where impossible you're like, to do. Every time I do this, I get punched in the mouth, mm-hmm. and now you want me to do it. And so I understand why it's a tough transition, but well, it's, it's, it's going to get ugly. It's, it's very hard. And I, just, I would still take care. If, if I was on that football team, and let's just say this is my last year playing, uh, we can't go back to camp. Wow. Would you, how, how could – what? 
Wow. If let's just say Kyle Allen wins another the next two games, right? So he's won six games in a row. Okay. And Cam's healthy now. Cam, I, I love you. I love you as a person. And I think you're a great guy. But we can't stop the momentum. Mm. We can't stop the train. You're gonna Alex Smith him. I, I, I want you to play, but Holy hey, tip. we're hot right now. What happens if we win six in a row and we go back to you and then we lose? Then we go back to Kyle Allen? Well, no, that, that's not how it works. You go with the hot hand. And I, I, the old school says, you know what? You don't lose your position due to injury. Unfortunately, if you win six games in a row, you lose your position. That's what happens. Yeah, it is interesting. I uh, I would take and the, Bill Barnwell tweeted this out yesterday. Healthy Kyle Allen is better than injured Cam. Healthy Cam is better than healthy Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, is Cam coming back completely healthy? Yeah. Well, you would assume and, that. And he you is. know what? That's my plea to Cam. Is I hope Cam and Drew Brees both don't rush this back. Come back completely. Both of your backup quarterbacks have you guys four and zero in your absence. That's right. Don't let this feast on your ego. Don't let this make you go at home and wonder, do they need me? Mm-hmm. Both teams, while winning, need you. Absolutely. And so come back 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like paternity leave. Just take your time. Take your time. That, that was the I, worst I, I metaphor can, ever. I, that was terrible. But I can also see Cam coming back and winning a couple games. Because, because now teams have forgotten how they won. With Cam running around a little bit. Yeah. If he can be that old Cam he was two years ago, yes. that's a difference maker. All right, let's wrap it up with this. Best team in the NFC West. Seahawks. Okay. Um, you go first. Proven commodity. Have done it before. They led by a great leader in Russell Wilson. They're led by a great coach in uh, – uh, um, What's the kid? The guy? Kyle Shannon. No, the but Seahawks. Pete Carroll. Pete, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. But they're led by a great coach, Pete Carroll. Probably I, Sean I think they they put out some they put out around some around Russell Wilson some pretty good weapons. They run the football efficiently. I think their defense can get after the quarterback. Best one of the best linebacker cores in the game. I'm concerned a little bit about their secondary, but they play hard, and I think they play their scheme very very well. And if you have to go to Seattle to play, you're in trouble. One of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. Mm. Uh, Proven commodity. If I'm arguing for the Niners, the Seahawks have faced past defenses that have been the top 10 easiest. So maybe that's how we explain Russell Wilson. It's about to go from the top 10. It's about to drop 10 spots in difficulty. Perhaps. I look we'll run at, the ball then, though. I look at the Seahawks, and as you said before, uh, one, two, three, four, five of their six games have been determined by less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So we're not really seeing them handling business. Whereas if you look at the Niners, they went beat the Rams by 13, they beat the Browns by 28, they beat the Bengals by 24, and they beat the Buccaneers by 14. So four of their five games, they've won by double digits. Uh, I look at the Niners and I go, I believe that Russell Wilson is elite. I believe he is special. I believe he is the MVP. But I also believe that the Niners are uniquely built to contain him. And I think that they're the perfect matchup to shut him down. I believe that Kyle Shanahan is a better offensive coach than Anybody on the Seahawks, whether it's offense or defense. And I believe that the Niners defense is an elevated version of what the Seahawks defense used to be. Um, That's where I would stop. Pedigree. They've been there. They've done that. For sure. That's important. If I was arguing for the Seahawks, Niners have played the easiest schedule in the NFL. Easier than New England. Yeah. 
Also, the Niners have faced a collection of run offenses mm-hmm. that have been the top 10 easiest. And the, the we know that the Seahawks can pound the rock. You mentioned something that's just nonsense. Yeah, tell me. Though they can't handle business. What, what do you mean? Winning is handling business. The, the, the score doesn't matter. They won by two points. They won by a half a of point. Of course, of course. That's handling business, winning. To bring up nonsense like that. No, I'm just saying that. Um, so as I mentioned before, that teams that win in one score games, it's not something that usually continues. And so I, I brought up the statistic last week about uh, the one win teams. And I put out something yesterday about how flippant that is. That last year, the four teams that won the most one win games have been struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, the teams that won the most one score games, Dallas, the Rams, Dolphins and Chargers, they went 28 and six. Yes. This year. They last are, year. Last year. Right. This year, they are two and eight. In those games. Yeah, but we're and talking about this year. I know. The, the, the thing that you're trying to do is, is will the Seahawks be one of those 9-1 and one teams in one-score games? Or do you look at them and go, they're 4-1 and one in one-score games that will likely even itself out as the season goes on? No, no, no. Your stat talks about the following year. Sure. We're talking about this year. We're not talking about 2020. We're talking about 2019. Listen. So you can, that, that stat really doesn't apply. Statistics. I'm just using them to get to be right. <laughs> These numbers lie. These numbers a little misleading here. But uh, twenty-eight I, and six to me. Those teams to me of all the ones, all the battles, other than the entire division that is the NFC North. The one that I'm most intrigued by is the Niners and the Seahawks because of the the Legion of Bloom, mm-hmm. because of the Niners and Kyle Shanahan looking for revenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're up twenty-eight to three on the Browns, and everyone's making jokes about how Kyle Shanahan's going to blow this lead. Right. And I'm letting you know that Kyle Shanahan has probably woken up every morning like fucking John Wick, yeah. and is like, I'm going to kill everybody. What, what What do you think has happened to the Rams? Are, are they completely out? Can the NFC West get two? Wild cards or the Rams done? I have an enormous concern with the Rams right now. I just want to look at their upcoming schedule and see if they're playing teams that can expose it. I believe that their offensive line is trash, but I believe, this is my prediction, it's not a very bold one, they are going to go into their week nine bye week. Right now they're three and three. They're going to be five and three. Okay. They're playing Atlanta and then they're playing Cincinnati. Easy one. Atlanta okay. is a beautiful remedy. Yes. For any, what they're going anything on right that you're, that's ailing you. But that's after that, Steelers, Bears, Ravens, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cowboys, Niners, Tough Cardinals. Tough and my issue for the Rams is, as I said before, if their offensive line is a mess and Jared Goff is a bottom five quarterback under pressure, I don't give a fuck what play calls you got. Because mm-hmm. if I'm in his face, he sucks. It's not about golf. I mean, the golf has not been good. Golf. 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 No, no, golf. 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 Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. If they can't run the football, Jared Goff is an average quarterback. And if they don't have Gurley back there, they're an average football team. Because defensively, they can't stop anyone. And when teams realize that don't run at Aaron Donald, run on the outside away from him, and the two teams that have done that to him in the last uh, three weeks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Niners, Chris Carson, they just run him into your face and you deal with it. But the Buccaneers and the Niners were able to run to the outside wherever they wanted. Mm -hmm. And the Niners did it without either tackle or their fullback. Wake the fuck up. It's scary time. Brian Westbrook, this is a very productive podcast today. We got a lot. We covered a lot today. You know what? We made a $1 bet. Yes, we The did. Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, and we've learned that you doubt Bill Belichick, which is phenomenal. And we've officially named you the president of the Kirk Cousins Fan Club. Me and Kirk Cousins. You bought yourself. Going all the way, brother. 
for Brian Westbrook, the Rocket Man. I am the L E F K O E man, and we will holla, holla, holla <laughs> at you later. Peace. <laughs>